take a deep breath Take the higher road That's what they always say As if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself Cause life ain't just a dream You make your own So kick and scream The people will like With a never ending force You never had the chance So what you waiting for The day has come my friend Cause this is war Many would agree that we have reached the point of no return in society. You have all heard me say over and over again in regard to our current medical system that it is unsustainable and it is unfixable. I would go even further to say that these circumstances apply not only to our healthcare, but to every facet of society. Our educational system, financial system, our justice system, they are all in need of not just an overhaul, but of a mass exodus. We need to begin anew. The very moral fabric of our society has all but been destroyed. We have got to come together and start going about the business of building and creating a parallel system. There is no longer an option. This is a very real necessity and our survival will depend on whether or not we can pull it off. One of the first steps that many of us have begun to take is removing ourselves and our businesses from the public domain. We are beginning to form private membership associations. In a properly formed 1st, 4th, 5th, 9th, 10th, and 14th Amendment PMA, absent a clear and present danger, you can legally practice your profession in the private domain and remain outside of the jurisdiction of public law and authority of all state and federal agencies, as well as law enforcement. I personally believe with, you know, this is the way forward as we begin to create that parallel society. You're listening to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Before we get started today, I do want to encourage our listeners, as I do every week, that if you have questions or comments, or perhaps you want to share your own experiences with what you're seeing on the front lines of healthcare, you can submit those to any of our hosts by visiting americaoutloud.com forward slash nurses out loud. From there, you can select the nurse, the name of the nurse you'd like to direct it to from a drop down menu. We would love to hear from you. We encourage all of you to engage in the battle and find your voice in this fight. But until you are able to do that, we will be that voice for you. Joining me today is Kevin Tuttle. He is the founder of a newly formed PMA, Spirit PR. Kevin majored in communications, but then he felt called to serve his country in the US Air Force upon graduation. While serving as a public affairs officer, he learned valuable lessons on community and media relations, news writing, press releases, speech writing, and other valuable tools, such as media tactics. Kevin has been a medical freedom activist since 2016, when he noticed a shift in the media messaging about vaccination. He puts his faith in God above all things, and no amount of intimidation or coercion sways his faith or intent in finding truth and advocating for his clients. 
forming many friendships with people around the globe who are standing up for their bodily autonomy and who aren't cowering to government edicts. Kevin has the connections and relationships to make things happen. He's a staunch believer in the Bible, the Nuremberg Code, the U.S. Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. He resides in Wisconsin with his beautiful wife, Bonnie, and their two children, Eliana and Leo. Kevin also serves as the associate producer for our amazing friends over at the Robert Scott Bell Show. He wants to encourage people to not only stand up for their beliefs, but to give their life to their creator. I've had the opportunity to collaborate with Kevin on numerous occasions. He is a consummate professional and his dedication to the cause is immeasurable. He has a true gift for making meaningful connections and I'm so incredibly grateful and blessed to be able to call him a friend. Kevin, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. That that sounded really good. Like I'd work with me. <laughs> I thought, you know, and I think that's the goal. Yes, absolutely. Right. <laughs> definitely want people to work with you. And, you know, I meant every word of that. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, in, you're incredible. And I am definitely blessed to call you a friend. I mean, you're a pain in the rear sometimes, but it's okay. Can I, can I say that on air? I don't know. Well, you have to. This is a show about honesty, right? So we have that's to, true. Uh, that's true. We're really, around. we're really raw and authentic here on Nurses Out Loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor so, to be here, Kimberly. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for being here, Kevin. So as you were listening to my opening, would you agree that we are, you know, kind of at a tipping point and on the verge of really a societal collapse? Or what are your thoughts on where we stand right now? My thoughts are remember how bad things were during Noah's time. I cannot fathom that we are as a society any better than we were during that time. Like, you know, we are murdering babies in the womb. We are tearing apart their limbs. We have no regard for anything holy, anything um, righteous. Everything that is up is down and, you know, everything's inside out. So our society is completely corrupt. Our government's corrupt. Uh, the entire, you know, we focus on the World Economic Forum. Some unelected officials are are determining our future for us. Um, you know, social credit scores are coming. Like all the all these things. I I don't even know where to begin as far as where we stand as a society, but it's a mess. Oh, exactly. I mean, we could talk about this for, I mean, hours, really, because there are so many um, different facets and so many parts of society uh, that are that are affected. You know, it's not just the healthcare, like, like I said in the beginning, you know, that's something, of course, that I'm focused on, but it really does cover the spectrum. I mean, it's they're coming after everything, our finances, the the digital currency. Uh, we know that's coming. So it's it's like they're coming at us from every angle and we just don't even know where to start to begin to defend ourselves. Yeah, it, it's really difficult. Um, you know, you try to get people motivated and get them to see this. You know, the, we are, I feel we're in a very small community overall in the medical freedom community. Is it growing? Yes, potentially. Um, but Overall, it's been really difficult to wake up Americans. Um, we've had it so easy in our lives. You know, everything's been given to us. We have school paid, you know, even through loans possibly, but it's easy to get all of these things, right? You can go to college. You can, all these opportunities. Um, of course, we're the, the most racist country in the world, despite all that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's it's just really difficult to, 
to get Americans to say, you know what, we need to start fighting for our freedom. Um, I think it was Ronald Reagan that said, if you don't fight for your freedom, you know, you're going to lose it in the next generation. So it's, um, he didn't say it exactly like that. I completely botched that. But you were close. You were, <laughs> was, you were definitely <laughs> close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have to we have to continue to fight. So what do you do to wake up your neighbors? What do you do? Um, I I know that I've lost a lot of friends. I've lost family, um, like like all of us in the medical freedom world. Um, so I'm nobody special in that sense. It's it's a difficult thing to continue to to stand up for what's right and true. And to try to warn others, um, and that's basically all we're doing is we're trying to warn others: wake up to what's happening, because we're going to lose all this if you don't. Right, and there comes a point where you know we want to wake up those people, our our friends and family that are closest to us, and we want to wake them up with some urgency because we see what's happening, even when they don't. And unfortunately, you know, we can't just we can't continue to do that we we can try but you know there are people that are going to unfortunately be left behind and and we but there's no we we're out of time we're out of time we're running out of options and we've got to keep on moving forward um with this parallel society and those who choose to stay behind you know we're just going to have to pray for them that's really all that we can do um we can't we cannot continue to to wait and and just pray and hope that they are going to wake up and open their eyes um, before we before we move and make progress. We've got to start moving. It's we are well past that time. But I think that it's you know people just don't want to become even the slightest bit uncomfortable. They don't want to trade their comfort and convenience for anything at all. It's it's like there's no line for these people, and I don't understand that. You know, I'm I'm very uncomfortable. I I will say that I am becoming increasingly more uncomfortable by the day with what I'm doing. But you know, what is the alternative? Was I supposed to just continue to um, encourage? I was supposed to encourage parents to vaccinate their children with this poison? There was no way. There was no way. Um, so regardless of how uncomfortable that makes me, you know, that this was this was what I, I had to do this, you know, it wasn't an easy choice, but it was definitely a clear one. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. There is no choice. Yeah. If my choice is telling the truth or being comfortable, <laughs> there's no choice to that. You it's, know, exactly. if it's, if it's the choice between um, saving somebody's life, you know, prior to administering a, a deadly toxin to them by by warning them. Um, yeah, that's, you have to like, I, I can't fathom the people who are out there, who've taken the jab, who've recommended the jab to all these children, um, for the sake of keeping a job. Mm, that or is, on a cruise. That's the, that's or, yeah, or to go to Disneyland. It's like, mm -hmm. So I wanted to I wanted to go to the Taylor Swift concert, you know, right. I, I, I can't understand. I just don't understand. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Um, yeah, but what you were saying earlier, you know, about waking people up again, you know, yeah. I think Americans, not just Americans, but the world until something happens to you directly, you have a really hard time understanding it. Yeah. And I've seen it so many times in the medical freedom world where, you know, we're we're preaching constantly, not just about the COVID jabs, you know, about all the jabs. They're all yeah. garbage. So yeah. if you're still vaccinating, you need to really go get turtles all the way down, vaccine science and myth, 
Yes. Fantastic book. It'll it'll wake you up if you have um, you know enough integrity to actually dig into it and read it. Um, but and you know, was, I was who was the was author on that one, Kevin? I'm sorry. Who was the author of that book? Uh, I couldn't tell you. It, they're they're anonymous. Oh, um, okay. I know, I know that they're Israeli scientists um, uh-huh. slash doctors, but I don't know who they are. Nobody does. So. Well, I will definitely. Um, I'll, and I'll, I'll get the link to that and include it in the show notes. That's something that I've uh, actually thought about uh, getting. I, I do want to read that book. As you know, and we've had this conversation, I was very pro-vaccine throughout my nursing career. But, um, you know, these last two years have really, really peeled my eyes open. And once I started digging in and doing the research, you know, I, I am definitely um, 100% all in anti-vax at this point. Like, you're not coming near me with so much as a TB skin test. Um, right. I distrust all of it. Um, and certainly once I started, you know, connecting the dots and digging into the research for all of the vaccines on the childhood schedule, I have a completely different perspective now. So I'd be very interested to read that book and I will make sure that we include that in the show notes for the listeners as well. But you yeah. know, speaking of the, the medical freedom movement, um, you've been in it for about what, six, eight years now? Uh, six, six years, something like I, that. What brought you into the fight? So, I guess it started long before that. So, my daughter Eliana, she was born in two thousand eight, and I had just separated from the Air Force. I was at the gym doing some pull ups, and I hurt my neck on on the last pull up I did, <laughs> and uh, I I really jacked it up where I had a stick shift car. And I couldn't reach my arm out to get the stick. <laughs> and, uh, um, I got it from first gear to second gear. And that was all I could do. So I'm like, I lived in Florida at the time. So I'm crawling down the road at like 20 miles an hour in second gear and going home from the gym. I'm like, I need help. Um, so I went to a chiropractor. The office was right there. I'd never been to a chiropractor before, but I'm like, I'm, I've heard these guys can do things. So I just stopped in there and asked for help. And he laughed. He says, yes, I can help you. Um, So he wanted to know some more information about me. Uh, So, you know, what's going on in your life, family situation, all that. So I told him about my wife being pregnant. And he asked, you know, what, what do you plan to do about vaccines? And I just stared at him like, I I don't know. Like, what, what kind of a question is that? I guess whatever the doctor says. And he says, look, I'm going to help you today, but I want you to come back tomorrow night and watch a documentary um, that we're screening here at the, at the office. And I said, whatever you want me to do, if you're going to help me today, I will do it. I'll sign whatever you want. <laughs> um, that was in so much pain. Uh, so that's what happened. Um, I came back the next night and watched this documentary. And I wish I knew the name of it, um, but this was in 2008. Uh, but the documentary focused on the polio hoax, mm-hmm. how the scare that they tell us that polio was, was not at all, um, you know, the official story. Um, the official story had, you know, nothing but lies to show that the polio vaccine was the big hero and savior in all of this. Oh, so kind of like what we're going through right now. Yes. So this yes, is not, a, this is not the first time, I guess, then that. Uh, not at all. I mean, yeah. well before polio, there was smallpox and it's the same, it's the same story over and over and over again. Um, but in any case, uh, that that movie really woke me up, and he recommended I read David Kirby's book called Evidence of Harm. 
So I started reading that and got about a quarter of the way through that book where it talks about Simpsonwood. And Simpsonwood was a, a meeting that the CDC held out in Simpsonwood, Georgia, when they discovered the link between autism and vaccines. And the whole reason for the meeting was to figure out how they're going to cover this up and not tell the public. And it just blew my mind. Like all these doctors are meeting to, to hide the facts like this. This is so corrupt and so evil. And so I got about a quarter of the way through that book. And I told my wife, Bonnie, I said, Bonnie, we are not vaccinating just to let you know we're not vaccinating. And, you know, I was really open to this whole situation to begin with because I was not a vaccinated child. Um, I was born in Germany and my mother knew somebody who's who vaccinated their child and he completely changed, became, um, I don't know if it was autistic then, but it was definitely, um, he had brain damage from this. And uh, so she never vaccinated me. And it wasn't until I joined the Air Force that I got pumped full with, with vaccines. But you know what? I was a healthy kid. Um, I had measles. I had chicken pox. You know, they were all things I got to stay from home from school by having. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so it, they weren't that bad, you know? Um, so yeah, we, were, we were talking about that on our last episode about how like, uh, and we're, we're the same age or just about the same age, how like when I was uh, younger, my mom sent me down the street for a chicken pox party, you know, something that yeah. we could probably be arrested for today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it, I, I don't want to say I was an activist that early, but so we made our decision to not vaccinate. And then, so my son was born 18 months after my daughter. And again, you know, both of my children were also born at home uh, with a, with a midwife, which was fantastic. Um, it was so peaceful and and loving and beautiful, you know, to not have doctors in there, to not have our child whisked away to be given God knows what while, you know, our backs are turned or, or whatever. It was, it was really great to, to have our babies at home. And, you know, that was kind of the end of it until 2016 when I noticed a shift in the uh, media messaging where it wasn't as far as vaccines are concerned. It used to be, you know, get your vaccine, go talk to your doctor. But now the messaging was, if you don't get your vaccine, you're a risk to everybody else. And they were essentially saying that my kids are risking everyone's lives. And this made me really mad. So it was October when the flu shot propaganda started coming out. And I just posted something on Facebook when I was on Facebook back in the day. I'm I'm no longer on social media, by the oh, way. Yes, we know Kevin. Kevin hates social media so. for anyone who's wondering. <laughs> it's it's because I love my soul and I want to keep it. So Amen. <laughs> Um, I am on Telegram, but not as myself. I run a the Robert Scott Bell uh, fan page there. So uh, fans of RSB show on Telegram. That's where you can find me. But anyway, um, yeah, the messaging changed. And I posted on Facebook saying, okay, here comes the flu shot propaganda. And I just got annihilated by my, my actual real life friends. You know, I had about 300 friends on Facebook and everyone just started chiming in like, wait, are you just against the flu shot or all vaccines? Like, are you vaccinated? How do you think that you survived your life? How, you know, and then, I mean, it was just crazy. Some of the stuff they would say, yeah. um, basically like if I didn't have a vaccine, there's no way that I would be here. And I'm like, guys, I didn't get a vaccine until I was 
22 years old. Like <laughs> somehow I made it okay. Um, but they they did challenge me with you know various questions and and I couldn't answer them because after I made my decision with my kids, I didn't look into it anymore. I just said, no, we're not vaccinating, and that's it. Um, and I stood firm all these years, but I couldn't answer their questions. And some of the stuff they said really angered me. And so, I mean, because of personal attacks, just really hurtful things. And I was like, okay, now you piss me off. I'm going to find these answers. I know I'm right. And I went down the rabbit hole and I haven't stopped. Yeah. And I think that, you know, to your, to your point about social media, and I think I've always said it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, and, you know, it, it seems like a necessary evil in, in some ways in order to reach people. But I honestly, I feel like it has really started the downfall of society in so many ways. Um, and, and it's just quite unfortunate. And every day when I go on to social media and I look at the comments, I just, it, it's gut-wrenching. It's gut-wrenching to see how desensitized we've become as a society and like people just don't care for one another anymore. You know, it's it's like we we just completely have stripped everyone of their humanity. Uh, I, I saw, as um, they, and it's so sad. I was so sad to hear about um, Kirstie Alley passed away. Yes. Um, the, within the last couple of days, uh, apparently she had colon cancer. I did not know she was ill, um, but very sad about that. I was always a big fan, but I sat and, and looked at these comments and there were at least like 30 people who decided to use the laugh emoji on somebody dying. I don't care who it was. I mean, how have we gotten here as a society that we, we laugh at someone's death? It's because we're godless. Yeah. That's yeah. how we can do it. When you have no regard for, for anything holy and, and spiritual, then there is no right and wrong. What truth are you standing on if you have no truth from God? Yeah. And yeah, it, it's it's really sad to see this this type of behavior. And and the other thing with social media, you know, I was at the the Bucks game in Milwaukee. I live in Wisconsin, so I, my son having a birthday i got him bucks tickets he's never been to a professional game before um so we go to the bucks lakers game on friday night last week and this i've i haven't been to an nba game since um i saw michael jordan play um the bucks <laughs> back in like wow. 1996 i think knowing your age, showing oh, your age. <laughs> yeah so uh it was it's been a while since i've been to a game but holy cow the things that have changed like i there wasn't like a moment of peace at this game. There was a constant, constant music playing, even as the game was going, like you couldn't hear the basketball dribble. You couldn't, you couldn't hear anything from the court. Um, and just constant music, different songs, every, you know, 12 to 15 seconds, a new song starts. And then an announcer will come on at, at every break and start like, you know, telling people to do this and that. And, it's like, how much entertainment do we need at, at, at a game? Like, can we just watch the game? Right. Like, take me back. Let me, I just want to go watch my my son's junior high basketball games. That's way more entertaining to me than, than an NBA game. But it made me realize, you know, as I'm looking around the crowd, everybody's on their phones and, you know, glancing up every now and then to see what they have to do um, to be entertained at this game. They can't let them go a moment without having that feeling of entertainment. And I think that's that's what has created such a, 
a fickle society here is that we just search for the next thing to fill our need. And there's not that deep spiritual connection to anything anymore. It's yeah, all about right. entertainment and yeah. looking for that next thing to, to get that dopamine rush. I remember the, and it's been quite a while since I've been to a professional ball game. I, I'm a huge baseball fan and I was at Fenway Park and I guess it was probably, oh gosh, it was, it was quite a few years ago. It was definitely pre-COVID, but I was at Fenway Park and I remember thinking the same thing that I'm sitting here um, and, you know, this, which I, I, again, I'm a huge baseball fan. I, I love the Fenway Park is a beautiful historical ballpark. And I'm sitting here watching my favorite team and I'm looking around and you're right. Everybody is on their cell phone. Like nobody is taking any time to enjoy the moment that they're in. And we can look at our phones and look at the price that we pay for tickets to get into right. these. I mean, it's, it's absolute insanity. And, but nobody is in the moment any longer. It's all about, you know, being on the phone and it's, it's like you have that phone. Uh, what is it? FOMO, fear of missing out. Like you're going to miss something you know, that's going to be the be all end all if you take five seconds to look away from your phone. And I think that we all fall into that trap, um, which is really unfortunate. Um, I can remember it's easy to do. It it really is. Uh, You know, it's you start scrolling. And the next thing you know, you're like, it's an hour of your life is gone. Um, Productivity, just in general is completely down across society. You know, nobody is productive any longer at work, at school. Um, it's like our entire focus has become on these electronic devices and we've put our whole world into them. And I think that we really need to start redirecting, uh, redirecting ourselves. And yeah, uh, everything is, everything is fake. Right? Yes. Yes. It's this fake world that everyone's in. People post pictures of themselves in their best moments with their, you know, at the best things that they're doing. Yeah. You know, they're not showing the highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's the highlight reel. Yeah. And it makes you feel like, why is their life better than mine? Okay. Don't attack my filters. Okay. Cause you know, I'm 45. We're we're not giving up our filters, (laughs) (laughs) but you, but I agree with you. (laughs) No, but Uh, their life isn't better than yours. Nobody has, nobody's got it all together. We all right. struggle with something. You know, oh, exactly. So. And I think it's so important to to really share and be authentic and share our, our real experiences. And I try to do that is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty raw and pretty open about um, what I go through and, and things that are happening and, and, and my mistakes, even I'm happy to admit them and try to do better. You know, when we, when we know better, we're called upon to do better. So uh, that's what Absolutely. I Absolutely. You know, one of the one of the verses that really have touched me is Second Corinthians five seventeen. It says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come." And I mean, that's such a profound verse because yeah. it shows that when you come back to God and you give your life to Him, that that person you were your whole life. You know, if if you're forty four like I was when I came back to the Lord, or whatever but that that life is gone like you can start fresh you can be forgiven and uh you can live your life in a different manner and that's definitely what i've done amen and it's a process we are we change and grow over time um at least some of us do (laughs) but uh you know and it's okay like you said it is okay to leave the past uh, behind and start anew and i think that that is what we have to do uh, as a society and and 
we really do need to take a, almost like a return to our roots and not forget where we came from and kind of start bringing that forward. I think that uh, many of those things that those longstanding traditions and, and things that have really brought us, uh, you know, through, we, we've kind of abandoned them. We really haven't and spiritually, certainly we've, we've stepped away from the Lord and society and we need to come back to him. Amen, sister. But let's talk just a little bit before we go to break. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what made you decide to go the route of, of forming a private membership association? Like, let's delve into what services you're providing at Spirit PR and what type of clients do you cater to? Well, I guess I'd like to tell you the story how this all happened to begin with, because it's yeah. this is all it's all God is all I can say. Um, so I was actually working in trying to go back to a uh, you know beginning of covid um i had quit a job um in sales because i was just sick of sales and i took a job you know in the meantime to uh, to pay bills um which was painting and i just wanted to go out and use my hands i really actually enjoy painting so i'm like well i'll just hook on with a painting crew and, and start doing that which i did um but then covid hit and the the masks became required so um i refused to wear a mask and uh because i felt you know if if we were intended to wear masks that god would have told us that at some point um instead in the bible it says you know with unveiled faces you shall come to the lord um so i'm like i'm not going to wear a mask and i told my employer that he said well then you can't work here and i said see ya um not a problem uh so after that i hooked on with another company called leaf filter where i was working by myself outside installing gutter guards on on gutters and i was you know i liked the job it was it was um, physically challenging which i enjoyed um and i got to work by myself and i would just listen to podcasts all day like the robert scott bell show which which really uh helped me learn a lot uh, about health and nutrition and and that sort of thing and i really enjoyed that show and and many others, but you know, I would just listen to shows as I work, and it was it was great. Um, but it was also cold, <laughs> and Wisconsin in February sucks. Like, yeah. if we could just not have February at all, that would be fantastic. Well, I but, went to uh, I went to Wisconsin in April, and it, it was brutal. Yes, yes, you were here then. Yes, that was brutal too. Uh, right? I mean, Wisconsin, we have like three good months, um, but <laughs> I got to move. I, I really think I got to get out of here. So I'm working at Leaf Filter, and I had just recently started with the Robert Scott Bell Show on being an, an associate producer, where I, I book Robert guest, Robert's guests. And a friend of mine from New York called and asked if I'd heard a story about Scott Shera, who's from Wisconsin, and what happened to him. And I didn't know the story. Um, so he explained that Scott lost his daughter, Grace, uh, from a hospital murder in Appleton, Wisconsin, after they gave her three contraindicated drugs and a doctor wrote his own DNR order on her life. And I said, what? How, you know, tell me more. And he's like, why don't I just give you Scott's number? And so I, I asked Scott to come on the show and, and he did. And about two weeks after he came on the show, um, I'm on my ladder at Leaf Filter some random house out in the middle of nowhere, freezing my butt off. And I'm, I was just thinking something's got to change soon. I can't be doing this much longer. And um, 
I get a call and it's Scott. And he says, Hey, I know this is going to sound crazy to you, but there's something about you that I, that I liked when you booked me for the show. And, you know, you've been really supportive of me. And I'm just wondering, do you know anybody that has any public relations experience? Because I need a public relations person. And I just started laughing. And uh, I said, Scott, you know, I'm not laughing at you. I'm this, this right now is God because you don't know this about me, but I was a public affairs officer in the Air Force for six years. Um, after that, I did six years of public relations at USDA Rural Development. And I know how to write a press release. I know how to you know, write um, blogs. And, and I've got a lot of contacts in the medical freedom world that I think I could help you get onto a podcast out there and, and we could do something. And he said, meet with me tomorrow. And I said, okay. And then, uh, yeah, things, things took off from there. And it was during this, you know, so I've been working full-time for Scott since February of this year. And, um, it's been, it's been challenging, you know, but we've made a lot of contacts. We've gotten Scott onto, uh, man, in the hundreds, 220 something interviews, I think in that time. And, you know, his story has gotten out there. Um, you can see more of the story at ouramazinggrace.net if you're interested to see what happened to Grace and what's going on, um, you know, with with Scott's case that he's he's starting soon um, against the hospital, St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Appleton, Wisconsin, that killed his daughter. Yeah, and we'll be following that as well. And as you know, I actually covered that uh, Scott's heartbreaking story uh, about Grace here we did a Substack article on that and um it's it's that's actually how um you and i really uh started to to get to know one another when you told me that heartbreaking story and somehow i ended up on a plane um in appleton wisconsin so if, if there's any doubt that kevin can convince somebody to do something uh, he got me on a plane in about um he got me to agree to that in about uh 20 minutes so but um, we're going to dig into that a little bit further here on the other side of this break. But I do want to let everyone know that America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network, and you can listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best-in-class apps available on Apple, Android, or Alexa 24-7. Great talk radio. All of our shows go to podcast the following day. You can hear them on apps such as Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcasts, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and please rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. I'll catch you on the other side of this break. Stay with us. It's time and this is Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a pulvidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a pulvidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. 
Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Wherever you're listening from today and whatever you're doing, I thank you for giving me the gift of your time. Let's jump right back in. We've been talking to Kevin Tuttle, founder of Spirit PR. I understand well that, you know, how how difficult it is to get a message out. I've been struggling with that for a long time. And there are so many media outlets, even ones that you would think are aligned or, you know, they appear to be aligned with our values that wouldn't even touch my story. They would not elevate um, what I'm trying to do. So you have to start to question, are you truly aligned with what we're doing? Are you truly in this fight because there were so many who could have really made a difference and in the early days of you know me starting out with nurse freedom network and they just really ignored what we were doing and they they refused to elevate it so i'm thankful to to you for what you're doing and i you've been a tremendous support system to me um with what i'm doing with nurse freedom network and just in in general personally you've, you've been an incredible friend and a great support so i'm very thankful for you well, likewise, you know, it's, it's always great working with you and you're somebody who's very dependable and, you know, straight to the point. Oh, yeah. And I like that about you. You know, you, you don't, you're not going to mince words. Um, no. and I mean that in the best way possible. I think it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy working with you. Um, you. But, you know, as far as the PMA aspect of Spirit PR goes, you know, I didn't feel that there was another avenue to go with this. Um, because of, you know, I'm a big believer in freedom and, you know, I'm conservative as well, which means I don't want government involved in my life. So if you're a business owner, this is the only way to go, I feel, um, in order to, to keep the government at bay, you know, they don't have any jurisdiction in the PMA and, and that's why I enjoy using this, this platform. Yeah, it really is. And I really wanted to be, um, focused on 
you know, being that with the, the fact that we are very, um, faith based, um, cause I, I, as you know, I've also started a PMA for, uh, Nurse Freedom Network. We have the 501c3 still, but we, uh, formed a PMA, Nurse Freedom Network Ministries, um, to their launch, Remnant Nursing. But I really wanted to keep the focus on the fact that we are faith based and Christ centered. Um, and to be able to connect with people who are aligned, who share our faith and who share our values. Uh, you know, I don't see any reason to be in the public domain any longer. As you said, I, do, I don't want the government in my life and they make it increasingly more difficult to function and be in business. Like in, in Tennessee, if I were to have opened as an LLC, there's like a 40% tax rate for yeah. an LLC. I mean, it's, it's absolutely absurd. It's absurd. So, you know, this is, I think this is the only way to go. I don't know why anybody stays in the system. And again, I just, I really feel like the way forward is to just mass exodus, abandon our current uh, system and, and start anew, build anew. And like when we build anew, let's leave the IRS out of it. Okay. Let's like, let's move. <laughs> I, I can't yeah. be the only one who has like Googled how to start my own country. Right. I mean, I can't be the only one. <laughs> No, I mean, the great thing about a PMA is it it puts the, you know, quote unquote contract between you and the fellow person that you're, you're doing yeah. business with. Yeah. Um, and they have to sign documentation and pay the annual fee or however you, you set it up um, so that they can work with you and they're doing it on their own free volition. Um, they can cancel at any time, you know, but in order for them to do business with you, they have to be part of this membership. Yep. And, and and that's I think it's a great way. It kind of takes us back to our our roots where we didn't have government involved, and you know somebody would come into your store and you would serve them, and, and that was it, right? It was it was simple, or or not even a store. If you, if you you it's know if you were a blacksmith or whatever, yeah, you could you could just have a one on one relationship with your client, and and that's what it should be. Like, yeah. why are we? You know, we don't need to have these big conglomerates where the government tells us everything that we need to do and how we need to do it. I mean, it's crazy. We I'll tell you, I would, I would just love it to go back and like live like we were on Little House on the Prairie. People know that yes. I'm kind of obsessed with that show, but um, it was one of my favorites growing up. But I would actually like love to go back and live like that. I mean, maybe, you know, with like with electricity. But <laughs> I was going to say, I grew up in the bush of Alaska where I didn't have running water or electricity for three years when I was a kid. And uh, so I don't want to go back to that necessarily, um, as we did have a pretty sweet outhouse, though. It had a, it had a oh, styrofoam wow. seat, which is it's warm immediately when you sit on it instead of, you know, at 50 below way, when you're sitting on an outhouse seat. way more than I ever wanted to know, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> You want that styrofoam seat in Alaska? Let me tell you. Oh, I bet. I've not been to Alaska, but if I if I uh, make the trip, I will remember that. But um, yeah, so to that point, but not to go that far back, but but to go back to those principles of you know just being able to, as you said, like provide services and and that that just private association and private contract between one another. And if you don't like the services I provide, then you go somewhere else, and and you know vice versa. Right. And I'm set up as a faith-based PMA as well. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a 508 C1A. Um, yeah, I think so. So, you know, I feel that what I'm doing in this position, you know, where I've, this whole trail that I've gotten to or gotten here by is all God directed. So why not have a, an organization that is faith-based? 
it can be faith-based without being a church, right? And yeah. or you could argue, you know what, we talk about spiritual things all the time in, in spirit PR. So why isn't this a church? You know, the church doesn't necessarily mean that building down the street where yes, where two or more gathered. It can be anywhere. Exactly. So that's that's my my outlook on on spirit PR and and why I try to uh, to do everything to glorify God in this. Amen. Yeah, I mean, these last two years of, and I just call it COVID clown world, uh, because I just don't even know how else to describe it. You know, with all of the the insanity that's happened over these last two years between the the protocols, the the masking, the lockdowns, and and then of course the the unconstitutional jab mandates that they've that they've put down on all of us as a society. I, again, I just I think it's so important for us to come together. And, you know, saying, you know, we're done here. We're absolutely done here. And we're, we're moving on. And if that means that we leave this other system entirely behind, you know, then I'm, I'm okay with that. And I think that many, many are. But I think that one of the silver linings of COVID, and, and you know, there truly have been quite a few when you think about it, because it really has pulled back the veil on so much evil so much and people are finally i believe starting to open their eyes you know not enough not enough people of course but i i see it starting to happen and this gives me hope you know i and i know that the one thing i've been really wanting to focus on and we've talked about it several times is that we want to begin creating and hosting events around the country because we know that we have a need and a, a desire to just to connect people you know now more so than ever people need to find their tribe right because so many yes. yeah so many of us have been just sitting in our silo and that's just not going to work anymore the only way that we win moving forward is to truly come together in that spirit of collaboration you know check your egos at the door they're they're not welcome um but let's come together is is that how you feel as well kevin i think that we're yes on absolutely the yeah, you know, we have to, everybody has to start taking on responsibility. And that's one thing that I think we, a lot of us don't want, right? We don't want to say that, okay, I have to put this on my shoulders and I have to do it. But you know what, in order for us to to start winning, to start, um, if it's winning our autonomy or winning justice from the evildoers like Klaus Schwab and Anthony Fauci and all these <laughs> miscreants, mm -hmm. um, we have to have that responsibility. So, you know, we have to start doing things um, ourselves. We can't rely on our neighbors to do it. Uh, so it's it's a tough thing to say that, you know, I, I got a lot going on, but I'm going to do this too. But it, it needs to happen, you know, and, and for us to create events, I think it's a great thing. You know, we, we can, we can make a big difference. Uh, we can reach people who aren't necessarily part of the echo chamber. Um, and there are great ways to do that, you know, through billboards, for example, and billboards for freedom or banners, for, excuse me, banners for freedom um, is a great organization who utilizes billboards to reach people. You know, they, they had a hand in the one, or I think two of them now at the CDC uh, that are calling out uh, the COVID jabs. So it's, I think it's fantastic to have all these avenues and people that you come across in this movement who are doing such fantastic things because they did put responsibility on themselves. They found heard a calling from God and they didn't ignore it. They said, okay, I'm going to do it. Whatever it is that you need, Lord, I will do. 
Um, so that's what's so exciting about this whole movement to me is the people within it who will give up everything to do what's right. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know, like when when the Lord puts a calling on you, I, I mean, I felt very called to to this path that I'm on. I can't deviate from it. I don't know how you hang up the phone on God when he calls. You know, mm. how do you do that? Um, I felt very, very called to this path. And I will say, you know, I, I've been a believer my entire life. I've never, I don't think, been overly, like, religious or anything like that. I, you know, I... I I've I've always had faith. I've always been a believer, but I wouldn't say that you know I was an overly religious person. Um, I just wasn't just wasn't raised that way. But these last two years, but God has revealed Himself to me in so many ways. I and you can't ignore it. You just can't ignore it. Um, and the faith that I have now that, you know, I took a giant leap of faith when, when I left my, my job, I gave up my income, my financial security, and I haven't been able to return to work. I tried, you know, that I tried to return to work and it didn't go well. I, I lasted a week every <laughs> single day, you know, and for many reasons, it just, it wasn't a good fit. And, and that's okay because but for every single day, Kevin, I felt like my soul was dying because this is what I'm called to be doing. I think, you know, I've moved beyond that, there's freedom in that too, right? Oh yes, there really, there really is some freedom in it. Um, but I, you know, I feel like I was just called to for something bigger for you know such a time as this, and I've moved beyond that being an employee uh, part and just more into the building and the creating, and that's what I feel very called to do, uh, not just for myself but for my brother and sister nurses out there. You know, I know, I know that you're going to be joining us down in Orlando for the American Freedom Nurses Summit. We're, we're excited about that, but that's a great starting point for us as we begin to gather the nurses. And that's been my goal with Nurse Freedom Network is to gather these nurses that will be necessary to function within this parallel system that we're trying to build because we all know, you know, no system is going to be able to sustain itself without its nurses. Yeah, personally, you know, I don't have a real good view on nurses anymore. Um, yeah, sadly, right. you know, this is something that we all grew up idolizing almost. And, yeah. you know, oh, my gosh, you're in the medical field. Now, when I hear somebody's in the medical field, I assume they've murdered people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to have yeah. an organization like yours that is actually filled with people who are doing the right thing, who are, you know, who truly do believe in in protecting patients, that's what we need again. So uh, I love that you guys are doing that. And thank you for, oh, absolutely. for listening to your call. Yeah, I, I, I want to restore trust to our profession, to that nurse-patient relationship that has, has really been destroyed. And I want to restore that so, so very badly. Um, but, you know, that's, that is happening January 5th through the 8th. And again, I would encourage all of you, if you haven't already, uh, to visit wellnessparenting.info to secure your spot there. Um, and you can also, you can subscribe to my Substack for updates, nursefreedomnetwork.substack.com. But that's going to be such an incredible event. And then we also have, uh, Kevin, I, th I don't know if you're going, and I hope you're going, but um, Tia Severino has her event coming up, Next Steps. That's going to be over. And Absolutely. Yeah, you're going to that that one too? I plan be, on it, yeah. That'll be amazing. Um, that's at uh, the Lanier Island Resorts over in uh, just north of Atlanta, Georgia. 
So we're excited. And Tia does an amazing job. And we were talking earlier about, you know, kind of people coming together and finding their tribe and, and her events. Um, I don't know if you went to the last Next Steps. I don't No, I wasn't there. I you, yeah. Um, she, her conferences are so well done and put together. I've actually like kind of um, using her conference as a model almost for what we're trying to do with American Freedom Nurses Summit. Um, because it really did an amazing job of bringing everyone together and not just talking about, you know, oh, we need a new system, but how can we take those steps to actually do it? So if you, um, if you, you know, are interested and ready to take action, that's another great event to go to. And you can visit, uh, it's next hyphen steps dot info to get tickets to that one. And I will be a speaker there as well. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be joining uh, the new medicine, uh, new shifting the paradigm and the new medicine panel with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Pierre Corey. So very excited to do that as well and really connect with the so many people there that have really been fighting for a long time. Brian Hooker, I believe, is going to be there as well. Judy Mikovits might be there also. So lots of great speakers awesome. in this world yeah. in this fight. Yeah. Tia is great. You know, I got to meet her originally at, uh, we were both at the CDC, um, I think it was 2020, uh, right before COVID kicked off. Um, and <laughs> we had to, we were speaking at ASIP, you know, at the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. Mm-hmm. So we had our three minutes of of sticking it to the, to the CDC and you know, talking about somebody who doesn't miss, mince words, um, oh, Tia yeah. Severino definitely does not mince words, and she's fantastic. So yeah, she is. She is, and she's been a, a great uh, support to me as well. Uh, very, you know, open and encouraging, and and always willing to give me advice. You know, about what what can I do to make uh, my events really successful. So, and that's what I appreciate is again, people not not having that ego, like, well, this is what I'm doing, and I do it better. But like, let me like share my resources with you. Let me share my knowledge with you and let's come together and work. And maybe we don't need to reinvent the wheel because there are people out there that are doing things and doing them well. You know, and maybe we just need to all come together and find ways to collaborate and make that, you know, bigger and better than ever. You know, I don't think, and I'm not a a big believer in duplicating efforts and reinventing the wheel, but again, coming together in that spirit of collaboration and, um, and, and really pushing forward and making things happen rather than just talking about it. Because unfortunately, I feel like we spend a lot of time talking about uh, the problem and not enough time focusing on the solutions. I agree. There's, we have to come up with more solutions. And again, stepping out of the system to me is one of the biggest solutions that we can have because the system, if it's, if it's voting, if it's no matter what, you know, any, any aspect, medical, uh, governmental systems, they're all corrupt. They all don't work for us. And like, why be part of it? You know, I didn't vote in this last vote, you know, in November because it doesn't, it doesn't suit me. I'm voting for somebody, you know, I couldn't find a a single candidate that actually had firm beliefs on something, you know, they'll waver, like, I don't believe in abortion, but I'm okay murdering babies in some situations, you know, I I can't vote for that. I'm not, you know, I have to, I have to step away and step out of of all of these things that that God has put a conviction on my heart about, Um, even things like Christmas, you know, I know that's probably shocking to many of you, but Christmas is 
all rooted in evil. It's all pagan holidays, you know, glorifying Saturnalia. And we're still utilizing those types of images in our worship of God. I mean, that it's so corrupt. Um, and I've stepped out of that. To now. I'm like, I'm done with Christmas, not happening anymore. Yeah, so, I've heard a lot of people say that. I I, am such, I love Christmas. So I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard one for me. That's don't a hard get one. into a long conversation with me about it. Then. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to get a room my Christmas. <laughs> Once you know. <laughs> exactly. You can't unsee things. I'm like, well, I'm going to cover my eyes and cover my ears. I love Christmas. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's but you're right. I mean, there's so many things that that we we don't know and we don't see. We don't know how far back the evil has gone, you know, and how much of what we have always just believed and and gone along with, you know, how much of it has just been really propaganda, like we're we're starting to see now. I don't know. It's again, it's 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 challenging times that we're living in. Like Kevin Tuttle, thank you for being here with me today. It has been a pleasure. That's all the time that we have for today, friends. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with different nurse hosts daily. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton, and you can find me here every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. We are in a war for the truth. We are putting out a bounty on the real misinformation and exposing the purveyors of propaganda. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily. No topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time and this is